0: You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I thank everybody uh, for the 30 years. We've walked through some difficult times I have with a lot of the families here. And you've walked with me. Uh, i got a few things I'm going to say and then I'm going to preach. I've got two towels up here. One's for snot and one's for tears. And I hope I don't get them mixed up. But if I do, it ain't going to bother me none. Uh, whew, wow. First, I give the honor and glory to the Lord. Why he called me, I don't know. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for every day. Next to the Lord is, uh, and I love you with all my heart. Almost 26 years we've been married has backed me in everything that I've ever done. Volunteered here for 26 years. But more than that, uh, you've created a safe place in our home. Never once, never once has there been a stressful moment in our home that you have caused. And she's never caused me any grief as far as a pastor's wife. She's, a, you may think I'm the rock, she's the rock. My children, Robbie, a lot of you may not even know, the little guy singing there on the screen with the big ears sticking out in the short haircut. And he grew into those ears. But I love you with all of my heart. My son, Dakota, I'm proud of you, man. I love you, I love both you guys and Alexis uh, my daughter-in-law couldn't be no better, and uh, I'm getting another one in July. My grandkids, I uh, love them all. My sister, matter of fact, Aaron, I want you to give her the mic when I get done reading the scripture. Uh, so my family, uh, I'm proud of them. I love them dearly. To the board uh, of Jewel City Church, whew, wow. I remember years ago, I called Pastor Wright. I said, Pastor, I'm going to ask every board member to resign. He said, send me your resume. You're going to need a job. And years ago, the older board, they they just couldn't do it any longer. And I sat down and shared my heart and asked them. They all resigned. They all cried. Judy Felice, which may be watching my live stream. I don't know if she's probably 90. Uh, She stood up and said, guys, we should have did this a long time ago. And they carried that torch and they handed it off at the right time and nobody got mad and nobody quit. And the board that we have now is incredible. Never have I ever had to worry about them having my back. And to our staff that's here, uh, wow, what a staff that we have and I love them dearly. I mean, that. I love them dearly and their families. I can't remember which rag of which. <laughs> so... Uh, all of our volunteers, I appreciate you. Uh, it's hard for me not to be able to get to meet and, and to really know everybody. I met a new family this morning, the Ray family. We drove all the way from 100 today to get here. It, made, it just humbles me. So anyway, stand uh, for the reading of the Word of God. And uh, I pray this message. Would touch us all here today uh for, while you're standing uh the last thing I want to say is uh Gibson and Christy, why won't you come here a second? Let's go, man We ain't got all day uh you heard Gibson there on the video. Come on up here. And uh, they wasn't married uh, when we opened the church. And uh, I, uh, I did their wedding. It was so funny. I was a nervous wreck. It was my first wedding. And I said, Gibson, will you take this lady to be your husband? <laughs> and then I said, Christy, will you take this man to be your wife? I think I got that part right. <laughs> but... Uh, uh (laughs) uh, honestly uh this is not from the church this is from leanne and i god i didn't even know any of this was going on this morning but i knew something was going on but uh without you two we wouldn't be here no question uh we give god the glory and the honor but uh, i wrote you a letter in here and there's a gift in there from leanne and i and uh I think the church ought to give them some honor this morning. 30 years. I uh, Love you. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you. So, the title of the message this morning is uh, My Heartbeat. Uh, I don't talk about myself a lot, but I will a little bit today. My Heartbeat. Let's go to uh, 2 Peter. Chapter 1, verse 12 through 15. And uh, Peter's the writer, and he's writing to the church actually abroad. It's, it's written for you and I also here today. Written somewhere around 60 to 80 years after the death of Christ. So in Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 12 through 15, listen to what he writes. He says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. And then he says, though you know them, I'm gonna remind you again and again and again and again. And be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet, some translation says necessary. As long as I am in this tabernacle, he's saying as long as I'm alive, as long as I'm in this body, He says it's necessary to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And then he says in verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me, moreover I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease. He says, after I die, I want you to have these things always in remembrance. So the question is, are we missing something that somebody else has? No. Because once we come to Jesus Christ and we are born again, we are equipped with everything that anyone else has, but you gotta choose to use it. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? We're fully equipped, but there comes a time in our life, you gotta make a choice. You gotta make a choice if you will use the spiritual tools uh, that God has equipped you with that you can have the divine nature and the promises of God. Man, that's good stuff right there. So if he has equipped the church, Peter's saying, if I equip you, then in my absence, When I'm gone, then and only then will my ministry be successful. Let's go to chapter two, verse five. And besides this, giving all diligence, add. Somebody say add. To your faith, virtue. And to your virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, And cannot see afar off. And hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. My God. Wherefore, the rather, brother, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if, for if, for if, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. Whoo, glory to God. Of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent, Peter says, to put you, back in verse 12 where I started, to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, And be established in the present truth. And that's what I want to continue to do with my heartbeat. Is to take you back into remembrance of the Word of God. So as we examine this first chapter of Peter, honestly I'm convicted. But I'm also encouraged by his heart. So his love for the church, in my opinion, in reading and studying this cannot be overlooked. And I said I'm gonna talk a little bit about myself and I normally don't do it, but I pray to God that my love for the church is noticed. I pray that. I pray that you would learn that by watching. I pray that I never ever, my brother-in-law, called me said, you've not changed. I don't wanna change. I don't wanna change, I wanna be the same that God created, do you hear me? How about you this morning? When I'm talking about myself, put yourself in there also. So he's now in a season, he's, Peter's a seasoned apostle. And his focus is on eternal matters. I got the wrong rag right there. (laughs) I really did. (laughs) Felt like somebody anointed me with oil. So he's now a seasoned apostle and he's thinking about eternal matters. I'm a little more seasoned than I was 30 years ago. And I'm thinking a lot more on what matters for eternity. Because when I leave, the only thing that'll be left here is what I've sowed. Do you hear me? I think it's clear Peter is now seeking personal, not seeking personal gain, nor recognition. It just came to my mind, if you serve God and you follow God and you work for God, you won't have to ask for recognition. God will bring it always forward. His heartbeat here is for the church and the church's longevity. I'm preaching a message next Sunday morning on longevity and the importance of longevity. So, Peter wants to do all he can in the time remaining to strengthen the church. And that's what I want to do. We had 46 men come to a Bible study last Monday night, a week ago. 46 men. Most churches would like to have 46 men. The sad part is, we could have had 146 men. Ouch. Wanting to learn, verse 5 says, and besides this, giving all diligence, then it says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. A person is to give all diligence to add these things to his faith and to his life. Let's look at this again. Add to your faith virtue, add to virtue knowledge, add to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Many are focused on their longevity and their success of their own personal ministries. And we see those fall. And I don't want to do that. I want to seek the kingdom. Seek God. Do you hear me? So listen, although I was honored today, and I appreciate that, this is not about me. It's not about my family. It's about exalting the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is to be glorified. Would you give him a hand? Would you give him a standing, a standing hand clap of praise. We bless you, God. There is nobody like you. Bless the King. You are amazing, God. You are everything, God. We honor you for where you have brought us from, to where we are today, but where you are taking us at the end of our journey. God, you are so good. We magnify you, Father. We can't do a thing without you, God. We exalt you. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are the beginning. You are the end. You are the perfect sacrifice, uh, the spotless Lamb of God. Uh, We glorify your holy name. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Woo! Woo, Woo! my goodness, God, help us, help us, help us. Oh, my goodness. It's about reaching those apart from Christ. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And then we want to grow people. I think I've done pretty well of leading people to the Lord, but I've probably fallen short to grow people. But as I just noticed, Casey and Shanna sitting on the front row, and it's been amazing to watch, and Casey came to me this this week, and he said, Pastor, I want to thank you for being patient with us. And when we moved into the development, you never pushed us, and then he began to tell about how the building, the new building just in the last month or so has changed their life and, and I'm watching you grow. And Shannon comes with a poem that she had written yesterday that God had written and uh, it's amazing to see that growth. But I want to focus on the years to come in growing people and doing a better job. So add to your faith and life these things stresses their importance. If it wasn't important, Peter wouldn't say, add these things. So there's a few things Peter's heavily stressing that is important, and I pray that you would focus here and you would have a mindset that you want to learn something that will change you every day and will change your life. So catch this, Peter says, that he's coming. He says, I'm always going to preach these things he says, despite the fact that you believers already know them, he said, I'm going I'm to teach them anyway. I'm going to preach it. You already know this, but I'm going to again and again. He says, yeah, I think it meet as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Peter is saying that as long as he is living, As long as he is alive and he's in the body, he said, I'm going to stir you up, believers, reminding you of these things. And as long as I am alive, I'm going to continue to stir you up about the goodness of God and about the word of God because our program will fall short. But if you'll get it down deep inside of you, the written word of God, you shall never fall. Do you hear? Hear me, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Peter knew that his earthly life was drawing close. Most scholars, if you study it, suggest that this letter was written not long before his death. And in John's Gospel, Jesus himself describes to Peter his life would end. And in tradition, most scholars believe that Peter was crucified upside down for preaching the Gospel. And here he is knowing because Jesus had already told him what was going to happen to him. And he knew it was very close. But he found it necessary to stir up the church about the same things he had been teaching over and over and over again. Peter says these things are so important that I'm going to keep on until I die. There is a great responsibility that I have. That I have to teach and to preach the Word of God and not water it down. But let me tell you something, church, I'm not the only one that has a responsibility. You have a responsibility to learn. Do you hear me? If you only going to get fed off what I'm feeding you, you are going to starve yourself spiritually to death. So I have a great responsibility and I will stand before God Almighty and answer for what I've said and what I've done in this pulpit. But i got news for you. Every one of you have a responsibility. I'm not in this alone. We should all be responsible. Somebody, that probably didn't go over real well, but somebody ought to say amen. Amen. The word add in verse five means an addition to. Addition to what? Addition to God's salvation. And I believe there's people in this room that you are saved, but there's things that you need to add right alongside of what God has done. God saved you but then the Bible says add these things and give all diligence is what it says. To adding them, it means hasten, jump, act now to add them, don't wait, don't wait. Add virtue, moral excellence and goodness of character. Being an excellent person in life, it means always choosing the excellent way Look at your neighbor this morning. Say, neighbor, don't be a jerk. Let's look at... (laughs) Some of you have been wanting to tell that neighbor that for a long time. I'm being serious. We all know somebody's just a jerk. Talk a little bit about myself. I feel it's a gift that God has given me. In situations... To know what to do. If you don't have the word of God in you and the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you're gonna make the wrong choice. And you're not gonna know what to do. So remember the charge that's given to us. We must add knowledge to our faith. Salvation is great. But while you're here on earth, you need to add some knowledge to your faith. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Treasures are often hidden for the safekeeping of them. Hearing my dad this morning. My dad was an insurance man for 40 years, went house to house every month, picked up the same premium, always cash, usually always cash. And my dad would hide the cash when he come home from work, and then he couldn't remember where he hid it. And we'd be looking for that. You had to find it. You hear me. In this case, the knowledge and the wisdom are kept in Christ. And it's made available to you. But you got to go to it. You got to go to it. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 14. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Foolishness. What are you seeking? Let's look at add temperance. It's to master and to control the body of the flesh with all of its lust. It means self-control. Over the years, I can't tell you how many people how many married couples have come into my office and I know before they ever get there? Self control. Self control is of God. You can't do it without God, you can't do it with Adam, temperance. The Bible said it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit can't do it alone if you don't have this fruit you will fall do you hear me self control is of God in Galatians 5 and 22 the fruit of the spirit temperance the believer is to grow in self control you got to grow you got to add you got to have a desire to say I'm not going to let this flesh control me do you hear me Add patience, endurance, fortitude, steadfastness, perseverance. It's a spirit that will stand up and face life trials that actually goes about conquering and overcoming trials. I I didn't know whether to say this or not, but I I got a phone call on Friday that just kicked me in the stomach, man. It it, It just... I didn't expect it. And and a few years ago, uh, that would have probably just rocked me to the point where I'd have just been a mess and now I'm just a little mess, not a big mess. And I'm in my aunt's house and my wife's sitting across the room and she could tell by my reaction and and my response that that something had happened and and I got off the phone and we didn't want to discuss it there and I looked at her and I said, "I, I gotta go up to the church. I, 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 gotta go, I gotta go to the church Friday night and there's a place I go and I pray. You hear me what I'm saying? And I get there. I couldn't wait to get there and lay down and say, God, I didn't expect this. God, can you help me? I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep reminding you that the trials are going to come. The storms are going to come. But he that we sang about, that we built a house upon the rock and the rock is Jesus Christ and the storms may come and the storms, no, excuse me, the storms will come and the storms will go. But my God is sufficient. Do you hear me, Devin? I've watched uh, you in your life. Uh, you was the first baby at the church. You've grown up here but I know what God has brought you through and what he's done for her, he'll do for you. Do you hear me? He is God Almighty. You run to the rock. Uh, You get yourself uh, in front of God. And I said, God, here it is, God. God, I can't take it. Uh, You take it, God. You pick it up. You carry it. And my God will make a way every time. If God's made a way, stand up and give him a hand clap of praise uh, as we we come to a close. Come back, Carrie. Woo! Listen to me. Listen to me. Stay with me. We're just about done. It is a spirit that stands up and faces life's trials. And man, I've been knocked down a few times. But I've gotten back up. Do you hear me? I ain't staying down. It's a spirit that actually goes about conquering trials. In Romans chapter eight, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And then I love verse 37. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You gotta hear this. These trials and these storms that we go through, understanding that God is allowing the trials in order to teach more patience. And that word patience, I'm not talking about me sitting at a red light. Okay, I ain't talking about that. It means endurance. Endurance. So God is allowing us to go through the trials that we are in or that we will go through to teach us to be stronger and to have more endurance. In Romans 12 and 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Because I'm a little more seasoned now, after that phone call, I ran to the Lord. And that's what I want to keep reminding you and reminding you. So now we add brotherly kindness. John 13 and 34 a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to another. It's a kind of love that binds us together as a family. Unbreakable, an unbreakable union. And if you've heard me preach for the last 30 years, you've always heard me preach about the love and loving each other. Go ahead, Pastor Kerry, and just start playing a little bit. John chapter 15, verse 17. These things I command you, that you love one another. Romans 12 and 10, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. First Peter three and eight, finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brother, be pitiful, be courteous says add, add love. It's the agape love of God. It's to love somebody when you don't feel like loving them. It's to love somebody when they don't deserve to be loved. It's the love of God that he wants us to have that he demonstrated on a cross. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. I look back over 30 years and I've made a few bad choices, bad decisions. At the time, I thought they were right. Hindsight is 2020, But I know without question, my heart has never been in the wrong place, never. Our board, we've looked back and I'm sure we've made some decisions that we would change if we could now. <laughs> but I know our heart has never been any other place than the right place. Remember, verse eight said, man is barren and unfruitful in life without these things that I just mentioned. Hear the word. Man is barren and unfruitful in life without these things that I just mentioned to you. Five different things. You add those to your life, to your faith, to your salvation, and then there's an entrance To the kingdom, (laughs) that's just abundance. If we abound in them, then our needs of our hearts and the needs of our lives will be met. And I'll close with this. The word barren means idle. It means slothful. It means empty and useless. I speak a word over our church that will never, never be barren. I'll speak a word over your life. If you add these things to your faith, my friend, you'll never be barren. You'll never be unfruitful. You'll never be useless. Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold Some 60, some 30. Just remember this it's not only my responsibility, it's yours also. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. You can't add to something until you have something to add to. So I don't know your hearts this morning if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior would you like to ask Christ into your life today I'm not going to come to you I'm not going to embarrass you although it's not embarrassing Jesus Christ died to give his life for you that you can have life right where you're at this morning if you'd like to pray and ask Christ to forgive you of your sins would you slip your hand up high would you slip your hand up? I'm not going to tarry long. The Lord, if he's dealing with you, open up your heart and let him in. He's standing at the door of your heart knocking. Is there one? Is there one? Then this morning, if you're a Christian, and there's something that you can add to your salvation that has been shared with you today and you would like to do that and you'd like to start that process, just slip up your hand and say, yes, that touched my heart and I need to add areas in my life. God sees those hands. As Pastor Kerry sings, would you come to the altar? All over the building, for whatever reason, would you come? Would you thank God for the years that He's given you here? Thank God for our staff, for for our leadership. Would you come and ask God to Surround us and protect us in the future, just come today, would you? Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m.